0: Would you believe it? The day is coming soon when this program may have a warning label if you hear it on a podcast site. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, let me just kind of explain what is going on in the background. How many of you may have seen some news stories in recent weeks about one of the most listened to podcast in the United States and probably around the world. A comedian by the name of Joe Rogan has been doing the Joe Rogan experience for for quite a long time, and he's built up an audience in the millions. As a matter of fact, it's something between 11 and 14 million listeners per episode. Now, now, to give you an idea, that's like about 10 times the number of people that ever watch anything on CNN or MSNBC combined. So Joe Rogan has got a, a great influence. Now, for the most part, over the years, his, his podcast you know is this kind of a guy thing, and I, I really don't listen to it. I've heard it just a couple of times just to find out what it's all about. And for me personally, it's not my cup of tea. I don't like to have people using a bunch of obscene language and and what have you. It's just not who I am. But Joe Rogan, not long ago, had come down with the Wuhan flu, the China virus, whatever you want to call it, COVID-19, and rather than use the CDC protocol for dealing with it, he had a doctor prescribe him ivermectin. Ooh, 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 ooh. Now, see, that'll that that that'll trigger a lot of people immediately. You can't even talk about it. You can't mention that word. It's an evil word among the elite. It wants you to be just simply vaccinated, compliant, and do what the CDC tells you without question, without research, without anything. Well, Joe's experience was like, well, lots of other people around the world. The ivermectin and all the protocols that many legitimate doctors have been trying to get the word out upon for the last almost two years, well, about a year and a half anyway, is constantly being suppressed by the mainstream media. It's constantly being suppressed by those in blue states in the United States those that are leftist around the world that have this one-size-fits-all policy that everybody must be vaxxed. And everybody, if you get sick, just go to the hospital with your blue lips, hope for the best on a ventilator, and maybe you'll live. But chances are you won't. And we'll get into some of that, not too much, but we'll get into a little bit of that in a few minutes. I just want to talk about the, the censorship issue. So, Joe Rogan, on his podcast a few weeks ago, maybe a little longer than that now, talked about his experience with having COVID-19 and how rapidly he recovered using ivermectin. And I see this story play out all over the world. This is not a made-up story. It's not fake news. It's not misinformation. It is the absolute truth. There are ways of treating this, this virus, this man-made. We said it almost a year and a half ago when this program started. We said then, and I stood by it then, I was criticized then when I said all the evidence that I had seen in my time working in emergency management told me this virus came out of a virology lab in Wuhan, China. There was a lot of chatter in the emergency management world, things you didn't see that I saw. And it was already a foregone conclusion, but no, CNN said, no, that's not true. NBC said it's not true. MSNBC said it's a lie. ABC, CBS, New York Times, Washington Post here in the United States, all over the world, the denials were out there. And now we have emails that have been revealed where we can see where Dr. Anthony Fauci had his fingers all over the suppression of that very truthful information. He didn't want you to know because his hands, his money, his efforts were tied into gain of function. There's no doubt about it now. Let's see, six months ago, when I would try to make claims like that, I learned just not even put that stuff on social media. Say it on the radio program. Nobody is censoring me on shortwave radio. Nobody is censoring me right now on even domestic radio, the, the couple of stations that are carrying this program on just regular AM, FM. But on shortwave, no, I have no suppression. But I also know... There's a substantial and rapidly growing audience around the world for truth to ponder. Now, I'm not going to ever have 14 million people per episode. I'd love it, but it's not going to happen. I have a small, dedicated core audience that listens on a faithful basis to this program, whether on shortwave radio or whether it's a podcast and even domestic radio. And so one of my obligations is to try to find a way to increase that audience to get this information out to more and more people. It's not easy to do. It's not like there are a few dozen podcasts out there to choose from. There are thousands. And trying to get above the the noise level, trying to be found and heard, it's not easy to do. It has taken literally 18 months to begin to register in the podcast world now let me explain a couple of things about podcasting and also about this warning see after joe rogan had shared his experience of how he was cured of covid using these what the mainstream media calls you know Dangerous horse dewormer. That's exactly what CNN called it. They said, the man took horse dewormer. CNN needs to be sued for defamation and lying. They, as a news organization, are intellectually, morally, and spiritually bankrupt, and they're not worth one second of your time to ever turn it on. Not one second. They have long lost their credibility that they had in nineteen eighty. Their credibility is shot. They're a political hack group. They're nothing but leftist. They are nothing but propaganda. They are nothing but one-sided information, and they will deny the truth if it's good for their cause. I see where the head of CNN had to resign in disgrace for moral problems. And we find out a lot of producers have also been fired at CNN. Why? Well, talking about, uh, shall we say, inappropriate sexual activity with minors and other things. CNN does not have any credibility. They have no moral compass. They are to be avoided like the plague. The Bible says, do not touch the unclean thing, so don't even go to CNN. I look at what this program that I try to do every day. And currently, I'm producing really four episodes a week. And I have Jim Calhoun helping out on Wednesdays so I can do this other work during our time in Florida. I don't know how I would do without Jim. And I just assemble that program and distribute it. But it does save me several hours in preparation and recording, which, believe me, during this time, is going to be vitally needed. We're coming into the, shall we say, the home stretch on this project, and it's taking even more time, more hours, more effort on my part. And so I'm thankful to Jim. When I started this this radio program and decided to make it a podcast as well 18 months ago, I never knew how well it would do as a podcast. I really didn't. I thought about just having the episodes on, on the website for those that couldn't fully hear it on shortwave. And then I figured, well, you know, why not? Why not put it out there? And and I used several different locations uh, that didn't cost very much to put it out. And, And the one that I'm using primarily now is Podpoint. It is a Christian organization. But they also allow the podcast to be distributed on many other platforms. And there's a reason I have to do that. There are a lot of people that only get their podcasting from, from Apple or iTunes. There's some that get their podcast from Google. There's some that get their podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, and, a, and a, about a dozen other places. Now, I don't load my podcast to all those sites, but I do allow what is called the RSS feed. It may not mean anything to you, but I permit these other places to pull the feed and then have it in their list of podcasts. In other words, it puts this program out in more locations for more people to find. And one of the areas and one of the platforms that has been doing that's suddenly starting to grow a little bit is Spotify. Now, I'm not even a subscriber to Spotify, so I never even listen to the podcast there. I'm not a subscriber to iTunes or Google or iHeart or any of the others. I I just know the podcast ends up there. Now, there are a couple of negatives in that that I can't control. Number one, a place like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, and a bunch of others, they... And even I believe Spreaker picks it up as well. Even they will put a commercial in front of my program. I have no control over that commercial, and I get nothing from that commercial. That's how these companies make their money. They find podcasts that people want to hear, they have a platform to distribute, they advertise heavily and they make their money off that commercial in front of the podcast. I don't. There were times when I first started this program, I wondered if I should have a commercial break in this program for like-minded companies and products or whatever. I just haven't done it. I'm not sure if I ever should, but that thought has crossed my mind. So here we are. Spotify, because of Joe Rogan, has made this decision. And and I saw this story in in, uh, Business Investors Daily. And, And here's what it said. After a really bruising week, Spotify technology on this past Sunday said it would add content advisories to certain podcasts and improve transparency about its misinformation policy. And it talked about, you know, it's about two weeks ago now, Rock star icon. Not that I consider him that. Neil Young pulled his music from Spotify, citing the spread of what he called disinformation on the streaming music and podcast streaming platform. And he cited Joe Rogan in this case. Artists such as Joni Mitchell and others have pulled their music, and so. There's another alternate rock band from the 90s that I never heard of called uh, Belly posted, delete Spotify off your phone. Calls to cancel Spotify have surged on social media in, in these past weeks. Now, Spotify made a decision. Joe Rogan gets 14, 11 to 14 million listeners per episode. Spotify charges fees for listeners to subscribe to their platform. Spotify also gets advertising revenue. 14 million listeners is nothing to, you know, ignore. Remember, CNN at some nights has got way under a million for some of their primetime lineup. Same at MSNBC. Their ratings have tanked. They've lost 70, 80 percent of their core viewership. And their numbers are very dismal. So Spotify had kept quiet for about a week and then decided they're going to announce some changes. Number one, they kept Joe Rogan and they removed at the request of Neil Young. I'm trying to remember what four hits that he had. I think um, Heart of Gold, Old Man, a couple of others. He was also kind of a pain in the neck to some of the rock bands he played with over the years. So his, you know, he doesn't have a reputation of being a team player. And he also belongs to one of the most leftist political parties in Canada, which tells you everything you need to know. So he's calling what Joe Rogan said a lie and disinformation. Joe Rogan shared his own personal experience His own experience with COVID-19 and how ivermectin got him over it in a matter of days, not weeks. He didn't end up on a ventilator. He didn't end up in the hospital. He didn't end up needing that expensive remdesivir product that uh, Fauci put out. Vitamin D, zinc, ivermectin, vitamin C. That's what he used. And funny... There are, I I think there was like 217 doctors signed some kind of a letter to Spotify about removing this terrible disinformation. Yet there are 17,000 other doctors that have signed similar letters saying ivermectin works, vitamin D works. We don't need this CDC death protocol. 17,000 doctors against 217 big pharma doctors ought to tell you everything you need to know. But see, what Spotify is trying to do to keep from bleeding a little bit on their music side, I don't think they're going to go bankrupt not having Neil Young music. Somebody was pointing out that, well, you know, there's some artists like Taylor Swift that have, you know, uh, 100 million people uh, You know, plays. Well, 100 million plays over how many years? And if somebody plays the same song 20 times, that's 20 plays. So trying to equate numbers like that in the way the podcast and streaming world works is meaningless. It's not 100 million. It could be 100 million plays by 10 million people. Doesn't take many plays, it's not like you listen to one song only one time if you're on some kind of streaming service. I'm not, but I'm saying I understand how it works. I do have kids and grandkids. So I know a little bit about it. And I've been around the the industry for quite a long time. So what Spotify is wanting to do, and here's what they're saying. They've had rules in place for many years, but admittedly they haven't been transparent around the policies that will guide their content more broadly. And what they said, based on feedback you know, from the Joni Mitchells and the, the, the 10 people that like Neil Young music, um, it's become clear that they have an obligation to do more, as they say, to provide balance and access to widely accepted information from the medical and scientific communities to guide us through this unprecedented time. Now, you know, and I know that the, too much of this, this pandemic has been driven by money, lots of money, billions upon billions upon billions of dollars in profits for manufacturers of the vaccine, for hospitals getting paid almost a bounty for every COVID death they can record. You know, God forbid that somebody get cured in the hospital in four days instead of being there 30 days on a ventilator. They're going to lose money. And it is all about the money. Come on. In an Instagram post last week, Rogan himself said he was not trying to promote misinformation and that he will book doctors with different opinions. In other words, he's trying to keep from getting deplatformed himself after talking to some of the what he called controversial ones, which I think are the ones that are telling the truth. The narrative is collapsing. I said it last year. You know, I I got up one morning and I am I take a little time when I first get up. My wife will tell you, I, I kind of get up and I'm reading and I'm thinking, I'm meditating, I'm praying. And it was well before Christmas and, and I just had this strong feeling and I shared it with you that a veil of truth is going to be pulled back in 2022. And I didn't know when it would happen, maybe in in the summer, maybe next fall. Who knows. I never expected to see the narrative collapsing in January as fast as it has. We're learning a lot. First, the mainstream media finally accepted the fact that the original coronavirus, COVID-19, most likely came out of a lab and in probably China. They're, they're finally admitting it. You said that six months ago and you would be shut down by Facebook. You'd be shut off from Twitter. You would have your account deleted. But now you can say it. But there's been a lot of other truths that have come out over this period of time. And, and there's no way to explain it except there's God is pulling back the veil and the light of truth is shining upon the evil and you know evil hates the light and they run and scatter and try to disappear point fingers at each other they don't want to take blame for their evil deeds they want them hidden why do you think dr fauci and so many others back in march of 2020 were trying to get ahead of the narrative that this um uh, that this virus came out of a lab in China because they had their fingerprints all over it. One of the emails says, I'm on this. That's Dr. Fauci, Fauci writing. Then all of a sudden, these letters started to appear to show that, it well, it it may have come from some little critter or a bat in in some town 300 miles from Wuhan, and and somehow that bat got to a a live meat market, and from there, the, the infection spread to somebody, and, you know, the rest is history. You'd think somewhere in the last 100 years, we would have had a pandemic of this very nature, but we haven't. And also remember something else. And I want you to listen carefully to this. Ever wonder why it's called SARS-CoV-2? maybe you're a listener that only hears this program on the weekend. And I didn't understand this until when I was working in emergency management, probably in the middle or latter part of March. You remember when we first started talking about 15 days to flatten the curve? It didn't mean that less people would get sick it didn't mean that less people were going to die it would just flatten the curve and spread it out so the hospitals wouldn't be overwhelmed the same number of infections and deaths were under both curves one was short term one was you know over several months not one month and so everybody agreed to to pause To shut down the non essential businesses, which never included anything in government. I don't care. Like I've said, you could be the guy that runs parks and recreation and plans basketball games. You didn't lose your job. You didn't have to stay home without a paycheck. But that locally owned family restaurant did. That locally owned little hardware store did. Many businesses couldn't be opened. And 15 days became 30, became 45, became nine months. And people began to to question the sanity of the governments that were still never laying anybody off. You know, one of the things, and I'm, I'm going to share this, I, I've always agreed not to mention, on this program anyway, where I did my work. Some of them some of may have figured it out. It doesn't matter. I had signed a non-disclosure agreement about certain things that I did, not everything that I did. I did. I mean, I could tell you where I worked, but I'm not even going to bother to do that. I mean, I could tell you that. And what I'm about to tell you has nothing to do with a non-disclosure agreement that I signed. In some of the research that I was doing at the CDC website, so this is nothing top secret. This is not privileged information. This was open on... The C D C website in March March of 2020. I'm doing some important research, getting ready to put out a press release for the TV stations and, and radio stations and other media. And I'm just trying to get some background about, about SARS-CoV. And in my, my search engine, I typed in S A R you know C O V. I forgot to add the two. And all of a sudden, it directed me to a page on the CDC website and a couple of others. And it was a PDF document. So I downloaded it. And I'm I'm thinking this is all about this, this virus. I start just kind of scanning it. Then I look at the title. I look at the date. I'm going, what is this? The date of the article that I'm looking at buried deep in the CDC website, is dated in 2005. Not 2019, not 2020, but 2005. And it talked about a sars cov infection that came out of China. Now, I don't remember hearing about that, do you? I didn't know that 35,000 Americans died of SARS-CoV-1 in a short amount of time before they shut it down. Now, you wanna know how they shut it down? Listen to me carefully. This is from the CDC website. This is not some misinformation I'm making up. This is not from some obscure website that gets it wrong 75% of the time. By the way, there's some of those out there I'll talk about in, the, in, in another segment of the program today. So here's what I found in my research. They discovered that certain antiparasitics and other medications used in, in over the years were highly effective. They discovered that zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, and hydroxychloroquine would be the appropriate protocol for ending what could have become a pandemic from the SARS-CoV outbreak of 2003 and 2004 that ended in early 2005. You didn't hear that, did you? And so, as I mentioned earlier this week, but once again, I know that some people hear on, you know, this program only on the weekend. When President Trump in the United States mentioned hydroxychloroquine, everybody went ballistic. Heads were exploding, people screaming. You can't do that. You're you're giving misinformation. He was given the same information that I had found two weeks or three weeks earlier at the CDC's own website. So where's the real misinformation? We'll be talking about that on the program a little bit today and a couple of other things that need to be discussed. Once again, Spotify has announced that it's going to put a warning advisory on any podcast episode that discusses COVID-19. And they're going to test ways to ensure that content creators are held more accountable to the platform's rules. Now, I know this podcast is on Spotify. I'm not, I'm probably way down the list. I'm not a Joe Rogan. I'm not a Dan Bongino. I'm not any of these big names from Fox or whatever. I'm just a little guy that has spent time in broadcasting and ministry, and I've been a news hound all my life, and I saw misinformation and a lack of truth, and that's precisely why I started this radio program to give you some truth to ponder. Now, one of the things that I'm concerned about, like I say, so Spotify is, is indicating they're going to find a way to put a, a warning. Now, I'm not sure how they'll do it. I'm sure that they have uh, computer bots that can, that can scan through and listen to an episode, look for certain keywords, and then toss a warning out front. So for those of you that listen to this program on Spotify and maybe some other places in the not-too-distant future, When you see the warning, now you'll know where it came from and now you will know why. Now, even with that said, let me just share a couple of other thoughts here before we go to our break. Just because some of the podcast companies are going to be clamping down on content doesn't mean I don't want to keep pushing it out as a podcast. I'm exploring more ways and more platforms outside of the Spotify's, outside of, of the Apple iTunes, outside of, of Google and others. I, I have no love for Google at all. My Gmail account, my personal Gmail account, is for my junk mail. If anybody says I need your email address, I give them my Gmail. I don't give them my truth to ponder address. I don't give them my Proton mail address or any others. Just my junk mail Gmail account. Because I know that Gmail likes to read your mail. So they can read all my junk mail. You're welcome to it. I don't really care. But I want to get this program out as a podcast and it can grow. Something that many people talk about and I believe in is we as Christians are going to have to literally create a parallel economy, a parallel world, so to speak. The leftists that are in control, they're insane. They are literally satanically inspired, insane, and dangerous. Seeing some news stories about a school, there was a, and I'll give you the, I'll just give you the quick details, and I'm trying to remember where it happened. Um, and it was in a place you wouldn't expect. But there was a high school student suspended for three days. What was his crime? He was talking to a fellow Christian believer on the school grounds, but not in a class, you know, during a time of a break, about Jesus Christ. And somebody heard that they had had that discussion and they called it hate-filled. They called it evil. They called it, how dare you? And how dare you don't self-police yourself and never talk about Jesus? He got suspended for three days. He also was told two other things. The school also was scouring his social media and that was one of the reasons they suspended him. For what he puts on his own personal social media, they said, that'll come back someday to haunt you. We live in a truly horrifically evil world. And many of our public schools are willing partners. When you see stories like that and if your child is in a public school, it's time to either A, find a Christian school if you can afford it, or find light-minded people within your church and figure a way to homeschool. Maybe, maybe between 10 or 15 families hire one tutor to help with a group of students. They will do better academically, spiritually, physically, mentally, in every aspect. Get them out of the public indoctrination center. Do you believe in what we're doing? Here are a truth to ponder. I'll be sharing some of the things that God has laid on my heart in just a moment on the other side of the break. But if you can help us with the radio airtime bill, and yeah, there's going to be some expense to increase the podcast. I see it growing in Australia. I see the podcast growing in the United Kingdom. I see it growing in Italy, in Greece, the Middle East. I'm kind of surprised. And, of course, Canada, both by radio and podcast. So there is a real mission and ministry to this program. If you can help us, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North number three two four eight that's number three two four eight and we are in crestview crestview florida and the zip code is three two five three six that zip code again is three two five three six we have a lot more on the other side we're a little bit late on the break but we have a lot more to share actually some really important
1: stuff on the other side this is truth to ponder with Bob Bierman. The feelings of Zeus coming up. Shalom alechem. This is The Nice Jewish Boy. Jonathan Khan, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The story of Hanukkah was ultimately about a war, not the war of the Maccabees against the Syrians. It was really about the war ultimately about God and Zeus. Zeus was the God of the Greeks, and his statue was set up in the temple to defile it. It was the abomination. There was a big difference between Zeus and Jehovah. Zeus was an object, an idol. He could be felt. He could be touched. His worship was carnal and tangible, filling the senses. But the Lord was not an object or visible. He had no weight or color or nothing to touch the senses. He wasn't an idol. He couldn't be felt. His worship was spiritual and of the spirit. The Feast of Hanukkah is uniquely linked to the end times. It gives us a clue about the end time culture. It's a war. It's a war between the carnal and the spiritual. In a sense, the way of Zeus versus the way of Jehovah. See, Zeus is a feeling. So the end time culture is a culture that focuses on the sensual. If it feels good, do it. Unfortunately, this has seeped into God's people and God's house. Believers are told to go by feeling. Do you feel God? God will make you feel good. Come to the service and feel the spirit. It's not the way of God. It's the way of Zeus. Feelings aren't bad in themselves, but they must never lead faith, only follow. We don't go by feeling, we follow God, who is beyond the sensual. We're never called to feel God, we're called to know God. God's people are those who live not by sight, but by faith. They know him, whether they feel him or not. They can still praise him when they don't feel like it. They stand strong when they don't feel it. So stop going by feelings, it doesn't matter what you feel it or not. Know it, believe it, choose it, and stand in it, because you're not of Zeus, you're of Jehovah. Want more? Ask for Zeus and Jehovah. Now the free gift for you. The most incredible mystery of the temple doors plus sapphires guaranteed to give you the power of living victorious life in God all free. How do you get these gifts all free? Well, easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed and you'll receive your free gifts. But call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of the world, salvation, all throughout the globe. Imagine you could spread the gospel, you, throughout the entire world. Well, you can through Shoy Radio. It's the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. They can write me direct. Right to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kong saying, You don't have to feel it, just know it. Peace be to you, my friend and Messiah, Adon Olam, the Lord of all.
0: is truth to ponder with bob bierman and welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of truth to ponder and i'm your host bob bierman I want to take a moment before i get into some some important things to thank the many of you that have been writing me of late from all over i've noticed something rather unique in the last two or three weeks The amount of mail and the amount of emails I'm getting from our nation, our friends to the north in Canada. And it means more to me than you will ever know when you take the time to let me know that you listen. I have some other listeners that have written recently from places like Canandaigua, New York. I know where that is. I used to live not far from there in the Finger Lakes region when I went to high school. Seems like a million years ago now. And also Ohio, Akron, Ohio, matter of fact. I'm looking at a letter right now from an email from Akron. And others from Windsor, Ontario, and Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Georgia, Mississippi, all over. And I'm just amazed. And how many of you listen, especially when you tell me how you listen? Many tell me you listen on shortwave. A lot of folks listen at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 Central, Uh, 8 Mountain, 7 Pacific on uh, 5950 kilohertz from WRMI. Others hear it on 9395. Others have been beginning to hear it really late at night. It's like, um, let's put it this way. It's 11 o'clock at night Pacific time on 9455, and that signal will be getting a whole lot better very, very soon. We're working on that. That's part of the project I'm involved with here in Florida. And I can tell for all those that have kind of followed, I haven't said too much. There's been a lot of work. No really, no setbacks, so to speak. Just things taking a little longer, you know, trying to get the materials to finish things out. But it is coming along quite well. I'm thinking one, maybe two more weeks, and we should be pretty much done with this project if everything comes together. Your prayers for me are also highly appreciated. It's taking a lot, I'm gone from our home about three to four days a week. Um, I stay in Okeechobee during that time rather than than driving the one hundred and some odd mile round trip every day. It's just easier to stay here and not be worn out by travel to do the work that I need to do. In fact, this program is being produced today in Okeechobee. I'm in a small little house. I've got a laptop set up, my microphone. Um, I've got another little screen I can use to, to look at material that I'm sharing with you. So I want to thank you for all your prayers and I want to thank you especially for your support. It means more to me than you'll ever know. The purpose of this radio program, it's not about me. It's not about me trying to make a living out of a radio show. I'm not doing that at all. That's not why I do this. I do this radio program and this podcast because I feel there's a need. Now, sure, I'd love for a million people to listen. I'd love to have Joe Rogan's 14 million people one day listen to an episode of Truth to Ponder. But you know something? They probably won't. Those of you that listen, and I'm, I'm going to be very careful in how I word this. I'm not trying to be presumptuous. I think those of you that listen on a regular basis... You're the ones that are supposed to be listening. And maybe you have friends and family that should listen as well. Well, share the program. Of late, I've not been doing much with the website. I plan to. Time has been my problem. I was looking at the website the other night. I mean, and I built the website, so it's not the greatest thing in the world when you go to truth, the number two, ponder.com. I built that. And there's an iframe in that thing so you can see the current episodes as they, as they automatically post on time on the day of, of release. And a little bit about who I am and, and other things. But maybe the website needs to do some more than it actually is doing. I, I wonder, I'm just thinking out loud, and, I, and I've got things I do want to share in this segment, but suddenly I'm just thinking. There's got to be other people out there that feel called to do something to share information. Maybe you're a radio announcer type like I am. I don't know, I could use help there. Maybe you know more than I know about building a WordPress website to help make it a news type site as well, where other authors and writers and people that are trying to follow news stories would have a repository to put their stories. We can grow this thing as a grassroots uh, movement. We've been here 18 months. I enjoy doing the radio show, and I hope that God will grant me the strength, the ability, and the mind to continue doing this for as long as God wants me to do it. But I'm also a realist. The day's going to come that I can't do this program every day. Now, that may be five years from now, maybe five weeks from now. I don't know. But we keep going day by day, week by week, as the Lord keeps the door open. That's why I mentioned like podcasting in the in the first segment and some of the, the pitfalls, but also some of the opportunity. I believe because of all the tech censorship from the Googles, from the Facebooks, from the the Twitters and, and TikTok and Instagram, all those, you know, they're getting really into trying to tell you what you're allowed to believe. And my real problem with Facebook is not what Facebook is today, it's what the company is planning to be in the not-too-distant future. It worries me. Not that people of my generation are going to really be a part of it. Maybe those that are a generation or two behind me will be a part. Have you ever heard the term metaverse? If you hadn't noticed, if you use Facebook to keep track of whatever, you'll notice that there's a new little logo that says a meta company, M-E-T-A, a meta company. And Mark Zuckerberg and his people are trying to build what is called the metaverse. It is a virtual reality world in which we will live. We will no longer really live in the real world. And what worries me, technology is a wonderful and great thing. I have no issue with technology. I've been in electronics for over 50 years. I've been in radio. I think it's in about a month or so from now. I sell, I can't figure the exact date. I'm going to look at a calendar. 50 years of being in the broadcast industry, 25 years now of being in the ministry. But see, technology is a tool. It's not your world. It's not your life. And and for too many people, and I find myself at times kind of falling into it a little bit, we get so wrapped up into our, our technology, we, we kind of leave the real world behind. Now, the metaverse, it frightens me because of what it can do and what it most likely will be. There's a video, if you are online, look up the Introduction to Metaverse with Mark Zuckerberg. It's frightening to me that we'll never leave our homes. We'll put on our goggles and our headphones, and we will immerse ourselves in a virtual reality, walking around in another room, that is make-believe with other people that are also wearing their goggles and their headphones to participate. We lose all of our human interaction, one person to another. God created us to be social beings. God did not create for us to be in the metaverse. He put us in this universe. If you use technology like I try to, That's why I'm trying to push the podcast out to every possible platform I can find, even ones to which I don't like, because people will find you. And once they find you, if they start to listen, I can tell them, you know, if you don't see this podcast at your particular location one day, go to the website. You'll find out where the podcast can be heard at other free sites or from potpoint or from others. I'm looking at Edify, I'm looking at several that may work just well for this program. As I said, we, we as Christians need to develop our own platforms, our own educational system. We don't need to rely on the state system. We never relied on it until about 100 years ago. We were doing a lot better, I think, without it from the government especially like the story that I shared before the break. You know, a high school student who happens to be a Christian is told he can't even share with a fellow Christian on his own time what he believes, and also he should take down those Christian posts off his social media. What business is it of the schools? And their vaccine mandates and everything else. We were the one of the first voices back in early 2021. I can remember in 2020. I'll be honest. I I wondered, would there really be a quote vaccine that is a usable, you know, like science to help with the pandemic? And some people started sounding some alarm bells. Now, a few of them were way over the top and just out. they, They were out in left field. But some of what I was reading had a real powerful ring of truth and it made me want to stop and look more and we did. I called up friends, I called up people that I could trust to say, what does this really mean? Give me an education here and put it in language that I can share with other people where they can understand the dangers that may be lurking in these new emergency use authorized vaccines. What are they? What do they really do? Are they really a vaccine? And we pointed out, I think it was in February or March of last year, if you went to the Moderna website, it told you at their own website, and we shared it, that this mRNA technology is like uploading software to your DNA. And that I found very troubling. And something didn't seem right. You still have places in Canada and the United States and all over the world that are they're still screaming, vaccine, 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 get your booster, get your booster, get your vaccine. Now you've got Pfizer wanting to inject this garbage and I call it that for a reason because number one, it does not stop the spread. It does not stop you from getting COVID-19. So what is the point? We're also beginning to see And you're going to start hearing about this, that you're going to become very dependent upon this because it is weakening your immune system. Do you know that cancers have dramatically increased among the vaccinated? Did you know that problems in in conceiving children or spontaneous abortion has been increasing among the vaccinated you realize that heart disease has increased among the vaccinated but nobody wants to talk about that you say that and you know the the folks at at spotify will say oh that's controversial and fake news cnn will tell you it's fake well they've been fake for a year and a half they've been fake for about 10 years or more maybe 20 they were into the russian collusion delusion if you don't if you hadn't forgotten MSNBC used to have Congressman Adam Schiff on every night saying, I've seen the evidence, and he never had it. He lied, and he continues to lie. That's one of the reasons we do a program like this. And and like I say, I'm, I'm not really getting into some of the news that I wanted to today. I just feel that I want to discuss what do we together do as our own community here in Truth to Ponder? How do we make things happen more and more, I, I read articles from from Christians saying, we've got to band together, put aside some of our minor differences. We have to recognize that we are in spiritual warfare and we have people in government that are literally reprobates. They despise God. You know, you look at look at Apple, you know, they're they're the ones with the phone. They have a new emoji. You know what a, an emoji is. You know, it's like a little emotion or whatever. And to show you how we're reconstructing the narrative of the world in which we live in today, they have one that's called the pregnant man. The pregnant man emoji. In other words, men can be pregnant too. This whole thing about gender structure, this whole set of lies being pushed on young people, being pushed in race and critical race theory, it is all to make your child more compliant, more of a drone than a a thinker unto themselves. Write a story about a woman teacher. Let's just say what it is. She's a woman, and she's not been physically altered. She's not taking any kind of uh, hormone therapy or anything, but she wants to identify as binary, as non-gender. And she about had a student, you know, thrown out of her class when that student said, yes, ma'am. I mean, just the normal reaction, the woman is a woman. And And she went ballistic, screaming at this child, how dare you use the wrong pronoun for me? Get out of this class. This is what's coming down in the public sewer we call a school. I was very blessed as a child. My parents made sure that my brother and myself... And for the years that we lived in Long Island as kids, and my sister went to a parochial Christian school. The education was second to none. And I, I look back now, I didn't deserve that. But God opened the door for me. But you don't have to have a massive, expensive brick-and-mortar school anymore. Technology does have some advantages when you want to build a parallel economy and a parallel world. You know, the Bible is so clear, and I've shared this at least 100 times over the past 18 months. St. Paul says it so distinctly, get out from among them. In other words, those that are the evildoers, those that are the reprobates, those that despise God, those that despise your faith, those that are endangering your family and your children, those that are not just non-believers, but they want to make you a non-believer, or they want to they want to condemn you for your faith. Get out from among them. And by the way, that includes what I call the woke churches of today. You know, there are churches, beautiful buildings, beautiful stained glass windows, magnificent pipe organs, endowments, beautiful places that used to really stand for God's word. They have rejected God's word. They have spit in the face of our Savior, Jesus Christ. They have mocked him. They have cursed him without realizing it. And they, they do what St. Paul says is an anathema. An anathema. They are preaching another gospel that is not the gospel. The gospel they preached will not save. They're not bringing you to a relationship with Jesus Christ. They're bringing you into a relationship with the familiar spirits of this world. They're bringing you into communion with the Antichrist. I just said it. There are many congregations in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America that I know of. They no longer believe in the gospel. They are preaching an anathema. They are preaching a false gospel, a damnable heresy. Many Episcopal churches, not all. Many United Methodist churches, not all. Many Presbyterian, not all. But enough, far too many. Many. And they strut around talking about same-sex marriage, gender fluidity, that you can be whatever you desire to be. If you want to be a girl today, be a girl if you're a guy. And if you're a girl, you can become a guy. Just change your gender. Yeah, look at Penn State swimming. Even the NCAA is beginning to realize this is crazy to have a guy with all his maleness intact pretending he's a girl to win swimming meets. That's what it's come down to, my friend. That is what it's come down to. And what's the Bible say? Come out from among them. That includes, that includes the satanically spirited public schools that are screaming at students about their gender and sharing their faith or even posting about their their faith on their own private social media. What business of it is at the public schools? It is none of their business. It should never have been their business, and it needs to be taken away from them, or better yet, get your student, get your kids out of those sewers. They're satanic sewers that'll consume them and burn them. People don't seem to see it. Oh, Bob, but it's too expensive. No. What's expensive is your child being ripped away from you and exposed to the evil of this world and become a part of the world. You're ordered to get out from among them and do not touch the unclean thing. What about that do people not understand? Why are so many Christians weak? They won't stand up. They're afraid. They're afraid that people won't like them. Well, guess what? Nobody liked the apostles either. They scream crucify Jesus. So get over being accepted by the world. You will never be accepted by the Antichrist spirit of this world. It's time you figure that out before it's too late. Now you know I want to rebuild the website. We need to have ways, we need to take action. It's one thing for me to say it. We need to have some real action. By the way, if you only hear this program on the weekend, you can go to our website, truth2ponder.com. You'll find all the ways to listen there and the new ways that'll be added soon. If you believe in the work that we're doing, would you pray for us? And would you financially support us to pay for the airtime and to grow this ministry? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is 5753, Highway 85 North. That's Highway 85 North, number 3248. Number 3248. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. By the way, you can also support us from the website, and that mailing address is there. You can look for it once again if you don't have access You can write us at 5753, Highway 85, North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida. The zip code is 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth,
1: the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder shining the light of truth in a darkening world.